You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And Ian, as we get into the late portion of January, time to kind of go in depth a little and get to know some of the newer Red Sox as fans get ready for the 2016 season. And there's obviously some big name new Red Sox when you think of David Price and Craig Kimbrell joining this team. But we're going to focus on some of the other guys that they've acquired during this offseason that will have key roles for this team as we get going in 2016. Let's start with Chris Young. Um, he's a guy that spent enough time at the Yankees that I think most Red Sox fans are familiar, at least, with Chris Young. Uh, but he's, I think, a key guy because beyond being a fourth outfielder, which I think is what the Red Sox would like him to be, he's also kind of that safety in case something should happen, in case Rusny Castillo or Jackie Bradley Jr. aren't what the Red Sox hope they can be, Chris Young can certainly step in and take some of that pressure off. Is that is that why they brought him in, not just to be the fourth outfielder, but to be a veteran presence as well? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think a guy like Chris Young, he's actually more valuable, um, you know, for a team like the Red Sox, you know, than it is for the Yankees. When you look at the ballparks and you look at the way the ballparks are constructed, you look at that green monster uh, sitting there at Fenway, um, for a guy, a right-headed power hitter like Chris Young, I mean, he could play a big role on this team, and a, b- a bigger role than uh, more than your average fourth outfielder. I mean, you think of Johnny Gomes in that first year. He was in Boston and how much he meant to, to the Red Sox that year. And then you look at Chris Young, and he has that same kind of power that Gomes did at that time, and also a better defender than Gomes was. And from what I've heard, kind of similar, you know, a good clubhouse guy like, like a Johnny Gomes. And really, even more than Johnny, uh, Chris Young just absolutely obliterates left-handed pitching. And you see a lot of left-handed pitchers in the American League East. Uh, and he can play all three outfield positions, which is really valuable to have on a team. And I think that, uh, you know, Red Sox fans are really going to like Chris Young. And, yeah, the best thing, like you mentioned, you know, if you have a guy, say, a Mookie Betts or a Jackie Bradley has a nagging injury and they're out for a couple weeks, you know, here you have uh, you know, Chris Young who can step in and can hold down the fort, hopefully hit right-handed pitching, a little. Uh, he'll hold his own defensively, and you know, you know, like I said, you know he's going to crush lefties. You mentioned the numbers at Fenway and his slash line in his career. He's hit 344 average, uh, 431 on base percentage, and he slugged 623 in his career at Fenway. Those numbers definitely jump out as far as visiting batters, so that's certainly a good fit. Now, they signed him to a two-year deal, so I think that even goes more in, in kind of showing how much they think of him and how much of a big piece he's going to be on this team. It wasn't just like getting this fourth outfielder on a one-year deal. They, they've committed to him for a couple of seasons. Yeah, no, I mean, Dave Dombrowski made no bones about the, about the fact that when he was looking for, you know, he really mentioned wanting to have that fourth outfielder, and Chris Young was the guy he had targeted, top, the top guy he targeted all along. And Chris Young mentioned that when free agency first started, he heard from the Red Sox right away. So he, he knew they were committed to him, and uh, you know, I think it's going to be a good match. You mentioned defensively, and he can play all three outfield positions, but when you look at the metrics, how far has he kind of slipped a little bit just as he's kind of gotten up there in age? Um, not too much. You know, he can still get around a little bit in the outfield and definitely hold his own um, all three spots. Probably ideally you want him in the corners these days instead of center, but he can uh, fill him in center. And the Red Sox, you're not going to need him as much in center because you have both uh, really, you have Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Ruzne Castillo. All three of those guys should play um, center field, so you won't need them as much. So I think you'll mainly see uh, Chris Young in the corner spots. 
I don't know how much you've been able to talk to Young either since he's become a Red Sox or, or over the years, but what's the impression you get as far as him in a clubhouse? Because I know that's something that's been real important for the Red Sox, especially since we saw what it did to this team in 2013 when, when that team was able to gel so well with the chemistry. Um, yeah, just from the one conference call, we were you know on there with him. And it sounded like he was very comfortable in his own skin. You know, He knows who he is. He's very secure in who he is, and I think he'll blend in. Uh, quite well with that Red Sox team. I've only heard good things about him uh, from a character standpoint. I'm sure that the Red Sox studied up on that uh, before they signed him. So I think by all accounts and for a lot of reasons, this was a good signing and you know probably a little bit of an underrated signing because it happened you know around the same time that they were getting. Uh, I think it happened the same week they got David Price. So I think he got you know, lost in the shuffle just a little bit there. Over the years, we've seen guys go from the Red Sox to the Yankees, vice versa, and, and obviously. It, when it's your arch rival and you take a player away, that, that helps you and it hurts them. But I think there's more to it than that. I think there's a feeling that if you can hack it in Boston, you can hack it in New York as far as the media goes, and vice versa. Chris Young proved that he can deal with playing baseball for the Yankees, and that's got to give the Red Sox confidence that he can play in Boston as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, I don't think there's any question that he'll be able to handle the stage that he's on. Like you said, it's not like he's coming from, you know, he's coming from the Tampa Bay Rays or you know the Milwaukee Brewers or somewhere where the you know, the amount of writers in the clubhouse is going to face him. So I think that uh, you know he'll really be ready to uh, to hit the ground running and he'll get a chance to play spring training in JetBlue Park, kind of like a mini Fenway, and uh, get used to the surroundings, especially in the outfield because the dimensions are the same in the outfield. So I think that'll uh, help him defensively a little bit too. Yeah, what a plus that can be for new players for the Red Sox, especially in the outfield with those dimensions down there at JetBlue Park in Fort Myers. All right, another player who's going to have a key role on this Red Sox team behind Craig Kimbrell and a guy they went out and, and traded for there during the winter meetings. The Red Sox got Carson Smith. And I think this is one of those maybe under-the-radar moves of the offseason that maybe when we look back on this offseason a year from now, it's going to be a much bigger trade than maybe we thought it was when they made it at the winter meetings. Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, I mean, you look at this guy's numbers. You know, the numbers he had last year, and they're they're kind of eye popping. You know, he pitched uh, in seventy innings, he only gave up forty nine hits. He struck out ninety two guys while only walking twenty two, and he's got that funky sidearm delivery that's going to be real hard for righties. And uh, you, know, you look at him in the Red Sox bullpen, it's not like he's got to be. Um, you know, it's not like he's got to be a savior out there. They've, they've already got Kimberly, they've got Koji, and they've got Tazawa. So just kind of another piece. The Red Sox are really, I think, trying to uh, model themselves after that um, Royals bullpen where you have, you know, a guy, you know, you have a, not just one or two uh, guys who can shut, shut down an offense, but you have, you know, maybe four to five guys like that. And that's what they're, they're trying to do. And um, to get Carson Smith, obviously they traded a pitcher who can go 200 innings and Wade Miley. Um, so that shows you how much they thought of Carson Smith to make that trade. Where do you anticipate him fitting in when the season starts? I mean, obviously, if if injuries happen to, to some of those other guys, he can move up. But what is his role going to be in your mind on opening day? Yeah, I think he'll be. You know, you look at him in the sixth and the seventh inning. He's that guy who you're going to see when the you know when the starters don't go maybe quite as long as you wanted them to. But uh, he's also a guy you can probably match up with a hitter in, the, in some of the later innings, in the seventh or eighth. And if uh, you know Kimberly or Cozy or Taz, if any of those guys. Um, is overworked. You know, they feel that they can put uh, Carson Smith in a higher leverage situation. So I think he'll really. Uh, the players kind of define their roles by how they're 
they pitch, and I'm sure that uh, you know if Carson Smith is pitching better than Koji or he's pitching better than Tazawa, you know you might see him in the seventh or the eighth inning before long. So we're just going to have to kind of see uh, how that plays out once the season starts. Smith's a guy just 25 years old, lots of team control left as far as the Red Sox go. So here's a guy who's going to be in Boston for some time, you would think. When you look at his stuff that you mentioned, his numbers from last year, he's got that sidearm delivery. Is this a guy that when you when you look ahead a couple of years, two, three years, does he have closer stuff if it came to that at some point once Craig Kimbrell's gone? Yeah, I think he does have the stuff. The question, you know, is you know, does he have the closer uh, mentality? So, you know, they're not even thinking about it along those lines. I mean, the Red Sox have Kimbrel um, at their disposal for for several more years, also. Um, so, I think that they're looking at him, and that, you know, see, we'll see how Carson Smith develops. But uh, yeah, I think uh, with a closer, it's always more of a uh, question of mentality more than stuff. I think a lot of guys have closer stuff. It's the guys who have the stomach to pitch uh, the ninth inning, and you know, I don't know enough about Carson yet. You know, if uh, you know, he projects as somebody like that. But that's definitely something we'll see over the next uh, few months. Mentioned Chris Young and, and the confidence that he'll be fine in that clubhouse with all the media around. Carson Smith was in Seattle, obviously the Northwest there, a little bit less as far as the attention goes. Uh, first time he goes out and, and doesn't pitch well and gets beat up maybe and, and maybe blows a game. How important is that for a guy when he to to see what he's made of when he comes back into that clubhouse after that first tough outing in Boston. Yeah, I do think that's important, and you know, you, uh, it's very important to see if uh, if he's going to be able to handle that. And I think that uh, you know, time will tell. Each guy is different. Uh, you know, pitching in Seattle, you're not under nearly the same pressure you are in you know in Boston. So hopefully, he just goes out there and does his job. But yeah, like you hit the nail on the head. It really comes down to. You know, once he blows one, you know the media will be in his locker, and he's going to have to learn how to deal with the, 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 some of the second guessing and some of the questions that maybe he wouldn't have had to deal with in Seattle when he had a tough game. But uh, you know, I think most guys can handle that. It's just uh, it's not like he's the closer. You know, he's just kind of another guy on the pitching staff, so there won't be too much scrutiny on him. So I think, you know, I don't think it'll be a big issue. Chris Young and Carson Smith should be two keys to this Boston Red Sox team in 2016, and certainly two guys that there will be a lot of eyes on come spring training just about a month away down in Fort Myers, Florida. That's going to do it for another podcast along with Ian Brown. I'm Tim McMaster. Ian, thanks a lot for taking the time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.